now we can thumbs up if we could hear myself. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Pre I appreciate everyone letting me know. Thank you so much, guys. So, so let's start this episode off again with what is on my mind today. And as as we woke up this morning, um, I felt I felt such jubilation after last night's uh, last night's result that we had here in Philadelphia. Um, so, of course, like I mentioned, we had the Flyers, the Phillies, and the Union all playing last night. The Union, however, had probably the biggest result of of all three of the games. So in last night, uh, the Union competed in the second round of the CONCACAF Champions League. They faced off against the Atlanta United, the powerhouse that is Atlanta United down there. And the Philadelphia Union walked away with a result that I don't even know how to explain. A place where we typically do not play well. We won 3 to nothing. We took it to Atlanta United. Um, Atlanta, if you guys don't know anything about the MLS, Atlanta has been uh, the cream of the crop of the MLS. They really have been the golden standard since they've been in the league since 2017. A place that we notoriously have issues playing down there but the union stepped up big time and got a huge win representing the city of philadelphia on on a continental level um last night in atlanta and again you know with the with the way it went last night you know all union fans around the world you know we were ecstatic this was something that we will never forget we'll be telling our kids down the line um and of course you know i wake up this morning you know i pop up i pop the john kincaid show Obviously, you guys know I do not listen to uh, Andrew Angelo Cataldi on 94.1. I'll listen to to uh, what's his name, the camera and, and John Ritchie. I'll listen to, to Ike Reese and Johnny Marks. Hell, I'll even give Joe Giglio a little bit of play. But An Angelo Cataldi, you, 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 I'm good on that. You won't catch me listening to any of any of that bull crap. Um, but I listen to John Kincaid, and again, it's the same tired narratives. How are the Sixers going? The Sixers need to win tonight. How are we going to beat the Nets? Um, the Phillies, you know, it's a it's a mess. Every it's a different situation with the Phillies every every freaking night. The Flyers, I mean, they really don't even want to talk about. They don't talk. They Philly sports radio doesn't talk about the Flyers unless they are they're like last season when they are Stanley Cup contender. Other than that, they're not going to talk about the Flyers. Um, but it, but. And of course, everyone's talking about the Eagles and the NFL draft tomorrow, which I understand. But it's like the last three months, I've heard the same crap about Eagles fans. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean the draft is going to be important, but uh, we know how Roseman is going to blow it. Why are we still talking about the same things? And yet, one not one little bit of play for the Philadelphia Union on on the on the local on the local waves, not the radio, not TV, nothing. Thank God for the Philly Inquirer and John Tannenwald because if not, Philadelphia wouldn't know that they have a really good soccer team under their nose. So, again, one of the reasons why this show was created was to unite people, unite all Philly sports fans, but to just shake this dumb, this stupid ass narrative. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna use the language I'm gonna use because this is my pure raw emotions here. I'm sick and tired of the same bullshit excuses, the same insecurities by Philly sports fans. Oh, this isn't Philly's not a soccer town. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. You need to stop. It'll never be a soccer. You need to stop with your insecurities. Because this can be a sport, this could be a soccer city. But because of the same stubborn, dumbass way thinking that we have here in the city, we're 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 behind with the rest of American sports markets. We are behind the rest of American sports markets. So I will do whatever it takes in my own power. I know how to talk about the other sports. Don't get me wrong. I will debate and I will talk to you about any, uh, whatever you want to do. talk about with the other sports. And y'all know that people who, who fuck with me know that I can, I can hold my own with the other sports. 
but I ain't no bitch either. I can talk about the eat and eat too. I could change it up. And I think that we need to we need to start start breaking that barrier for those stations for for the radio news. Stop being scared of the Philly sports fans. This is why the organizations have the problems that they do because they listen too much to us. We don't know jack shit about sports. We're just sports fans. And the stations need to do the same things. Stop listening to us. Stop it. We don't know what the fuck we want. We flat out don't know what the fuck we want. So stop being scared. Stop thinking that your ratings are going to go down because you're going to talk about the best team, sports team in Philadelphia. Stop being a little bitch and start talking about it. Stop listening to Jimmy on Wolf on 4th and Wolf. This is Philadelphia. And this is America in 2021. The MLS is a thing in 2021. So what's the problem here? What is the problem here? But hey, hey, that's that's why I, I, I love you guys showing the love, showing the support. Because listen, I will do what it takes to make this city a five sports city. And listen. I'm like a fucking cockroach. You step on me, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep, I'm going to get up and keep going. You're not, I'm not going to bed. You cannot put me to sleep. You cannot. One thing to learn about Colombians and for everyone, anyone out there, when you interact with Colombians, one thing you do not want to do is you do not want to piss off Colombians. If anyone has ever watched Narcos, which I, you know, I hate the, I hate the, the story interpretations of of the guy we're not going to talk about, you know, the, the big drug lord, you guys know, I know you guys all know about. But that type of mentality a lot of us do have. Not the type of mentality that we want to destroy a whole country. But y'all don't fuck with us. That's pretty much it. Uh, but again, last night, nothing you could take away from me from that from that match. Um, you know, the way the way the union in the first half, they, they looked dead. Atlanta looked like they were going to go up early. And then the second half, the union turned it off. The counterattack by the union absolutely pristine, and Atlanta had no answers for the Philadelphia Union counterattack. Casper Shabilko finally showed up in a, in a great in a great game, in an important game as well. Uh, he Two goals. Uh, one, the first goal, he was just in the right place at the right time. He was able to just tap that bad boy in. The second goal, he had, listen, it was kind of like the Brad, it was like the Brendan Aronson first goal down in Atlanta when his first ever start. Brad Guzan went the wrong way, and, and Casper Shabilko put the ball in the perfect spot. And then on the third goal by the Union, Casper Shabilko with the assist, be playing unselfishly with the assist, and he, and he found Anthony Fontana, and Fontana was able to just tap that bad boy right in. And the Union, um, so the controversy last night, the Union, I, they listen, once they got up to, they went up 3 nothing. they were just trying to get the hell out of, out of Atlanta. You got three goals away, now you just want to come back home and close this out. So there was a lot of uh, flopping going on. There was a lot of time wasting going on. Now, as a soccer fan, as someone who loves soccer, my favorite sport is soccer. One of the flaws of this beautiful sport is that I'm tired of the flopping. I hate it. I hate the time wasting. Just play. Just play your game. Stop worrying about time. Stop. Just play your game, and you won't have to worry about the clock. But it, it just this isn't just the Philadelphia Union, and the fact is that I, a lot of Atlanta fans were upset with Philly because we were wasting time. Little did they know they are literally a South American club. They literally they they develop, they grow, they they assign everything that they do is like a South American club, and including the way they play on the pitch. 
and they like the flop more than anyone else. But yet, for whatever reason, Atlanta fans want to come at us. But it is what it is. It, you know that that's the mess from last night. But fact of the matter is, the union came to play. The you, the union played a full ninety minutes, where as Atlanta didn't, and the union now on three nothing on aggregate put themselves in a great situation to come back next Tuesday at Subaru Park to close this out and stamp their ticket. To the semifinals, semifinals of CONCACAF Champions League. The Philadelphia Union are representing Philadelphia on a continental level. Ladies and gentlemen, your Eagles, your Sixers, your Phillies, nor your Flyers can say the same thing. I'm, I, listen, I'm still on, I'm on, I'm on that dupe high right now. I'm, I'm on that dupe high right now. Smoking that dupe pack, guys, because right now the Union Nothing, nothing can piss me off. Nothing can make me upset. But I will speak up and I will stand up for my Philadelphia Union community. 100%. Oh, 100%. Same way I would do it for the Eagles, the Sixers, the Phillies, or the Flyers communities as well. Because it's Philadelphia and we stick out and we stand up for our brothers and sisters. 100%. 100%. So I'm, I'm, I'm on cloud. Uh, Sebastian La 2-9 right now, guys, with the Philadelphia Union, the way they have been playing. Um, if it wasn't for the Sixers who finally turned their act around, they would be the best, the hottest team in Philadelphia. But the Sixers, I'm, I'm going to give them credit. The Sixers are doing their thing. And we're just waiting for the playoffs when it comes to the Sixers, obviously. But the Union, y'all need to stop being insecure. That's it is. It, 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 that's what it really is. For those, quote-unquote, those four for fours, it's insecurity. That's what you have. And we can tell. But that's okay. That's what, I'm, that's what we're here for. I used to be insecure as well. I get insecure about certain things sometimes too. But that's what we're here for. We're here to grow as human beings because that's that's part of being an adult. Or if you're a kid, it's part of early maturity. You don't have to listen to mom and dad. Kata hot. Listen, stay, stay salty, Lana. I love that Kata. Kata hot. He broke the mold from his parents. He loves the union now. He's a he's a he's a duper. What's your excuse? Danny, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Welcome, welcome. Sorry for sorry for the early rants. It just had to be done. It just had to be done. What's up? Ah, we got Boston in the house. Yo, Bastin. Derp. I love it. Keith Hayes, what's going on, my man? What's going on? Official KJ. Uh, Sports Radio doesn't want to talk about the union as much as I want them to. That's why you guys tune in here. We This is your full 5 for 5 Philly sports podcast. We talk about Philly sports as much as we possibly can here. So this is why you guys subscribe here. This is why you guys tune in every day. Because we talk about all things Philly sports. All things. What's up, Danny? How you doing? Welcome to Oi, baby. Uh, it'll never be a soccer town until people actually get outside their stupid little bubbles. I agree with that. I just think that um, right now it just needs to be part of the city. I mean, uh, kind of, and if I take Kadaha or any of you guys out to Atlanta, You'll understand what I'm talking about, like why we are kind of behind the rest of the country as far as a sports town. Like you go to Atlanta, even if you go to New York and New York, there's a that's a big ass melting pot. And there's a lot of crap to do out there. But that's still that is a still strong soccer city. You go anywhere in New York, there's a pitch in every any every borough. There's a pitch pitches. We're talking the five on five futsal, the full size soccer uh, pitches. Same thing in Atlanta. Same thing out in LA. I'm sure it's like that in Texas. It's definitely like that out in the Northwest with, with Seattle and Portland. 
excuse me, but here in Philadelphia, we're behind. We're just behind. That's all it is. Yes, please say hi to Mets RSL. Great, uh, he's a great friend to the podcast, and we we love him. Even though he's a Mets fan, we definitely love him there. I know, but yeah, you know me, Kyle. I ain't no bitch either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you could call into them. Well, KJ, I could do that, or we can grow a community here together, and we can kind of you know fight off these narratives that we have as Philly sports fans. I think I'd rather create my own community here. Because I want to talk to people who are not closed-minded. Pretty much. Hey, man, listen, someone's got to bring the fire here. Somebody has to. Go rest. I appreciate I You know, I do appreciate that, Xavier. I appreciate you're trying. You are trying. Even though you're a Boston fan, we don't like Boston fans, but we, we appreciate that, man. We appreciate it. Um, Yeah, so, KJ, that this is kind of true at what Kata is saying. Um, the thing is, is that... Sports talk radios have producers, right? The producers are kind of in charge of what is going to be going thrown on in the airwaves. So if they take a call and they the caller says, hey, I want to talk about the union. That producer knows that, listen, our listeners might not like us talking about the union. That might hurt our ratings. So maybe we should not talk about the union. So that's kind of what's been going on, and that's kind of a problem. That's why I tell that's why I'm saying that these sports stations need to stop being scared. Stop being scared of the Philly sports fans. We're gonna listen, and not I'm not trying to get political here either, but how many people are like, I'm not gonna watch the NFL because of the kneeling, I'm not gonna watch the NBA because of their whole Black Lives Matter movement, and yet those ratings are still pretty damn good, right? So if you're gonna talk about soccer because you're I mean, I'm sorry, you if you're you don't want to talk about soccer because you're worried about the ratings. That, that's a, that's just a bad excuse. It, it's it's a it's a it's a sorry excuse. It's really what it is. Owen, oh, um, obviously I agree with that. Um, yeah, I agree with it completely. I was thinking about it, but no, I agree. I mean, be, that's just me personally. I like the MLS product more than the NFL product. Um, the NFL product is way too saturated right now. They're just relying too much on the laurels of it being the NFL, and that hurts it. Honestly, the MLS has more. It, it, it's it it calls to me more more, and not it's not just about the soccer either because I could I could just be watching the Premier League. It's it's the MLS product is great, and we just need to give it a chance. It's really what it is. Fontana, that's right, man. That is right. Our Philly teams can't even respect the leagues they are in. Besides the Union, <laughs> that is true. NY Essential, what's going on, my man? What's going on, brother? He see he he uh he he uh, he's an MLS guy himself. He represents and he loves the MLS. That is right. I was going to announce a little later, or I mean, we already announced it, but I was going to talk about it a little later. But yes, we have a draft. We have a live draft stream with myself and Kata Hat. We'll have you guys are well, well more than welcome to come on um, during the live stream. So. Yeah, 100%, guys. I'm excited for tomorrow. Seattle loves their Sounders. Uh, Atlanta loves their Atlanta United. LA loves LAFC and the LA Galaxy. New York is a little it's a little skewed there. Because I probably probably because they haven't had good soccer there. But Portland loves their Timbers. Um yeah. It's just gotta gotta shake that narrative off. Andrew Yang. Yeah, it was pretty cool too when Andrew Yang went to an NYCFC game. It was pretty cool, man. Dupe. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, sorry, Emily, I was playing. Dude, do not, Chase, do not ever say sorry for being active. 
my guy, I, I applaud you and I recommend you guys do get active. So don't ever say sorry for that. I love it, man. I wish I could ball out right now. <laughs> uh, personally, I haven't given that much chance. I might have to now. Alex, listen, um, I, I, first off, I, I, I love uh, you're one of my favorite uh, watchers and listeners, man. I appreciate you. Um, all I would say is just give it a chance for sure, man. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's a growing product here in America. It's a baby product too. You know, the MLS has only been around since 96. So definitely give it a chance. Watch our live streams. Come on, come on, hang out our live streams. Uh, if we're for away matches, we usually do the, the live streams. So definitely check that out, man. Edmonton sports are doing a watch party for the draft. Hey, okay. Okay. Have fun with that guys. Dupe. That's right. Dupe, baby. Dupe. Boston love the revolution. Um, not so much. It's it's kind of embarrassing. It's the way Boston treats the revolution is more embarrassing than the way the union treat the uh treat or the way Boston treats the revolution is more embarrassing than the way Philly treats the union. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I'll try to come on. Appreciate it, Mike. Appreciate it. What's going on, Mike? I'm watching and it's growing on me. That's good to hear, Mike. That's good to hear. We we, we love to hear that, man. I was watching MLS yesterday, never watched it, and they scored three goals. Chase, you watched a really good game as well, man. You really came on at the right time, dude. That was a lot of fun yesterday. Uh, Chase was there. Chase, I think you were there for the whole stream, too. You watched it going wild yesterday. Shouts to my man, Justin and Tim. Man. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Alex, so usually away matches, we do live streams, usually for home matches. So far, we've been at this actual stadium, which is why I've been doing like the match day vlogs. Um, and thank you guys for supporting those vlogs. They are not easy to make. So thank you so much for the love you've been showing those vlogs. Um, but yeah, so usually for away matches, if we're not at a stadium, we'll more than likely do the live streams and it's, and Alex, it'll be right here. They usually are right here on my channel. We'll, we'll usually have them on there for sure, man. I appreciate it though, Alex. Uh, and I was like, you were hype. You definitely were hype. Uh, the live streams and the podcasts are what got me. Oh, I appreciate it, man. That's what we're trying. We're, listen, we want we if we can get you new soccer fans to to fall in love, and, and if you have any questions, be kind of your reference. We we are one hundred percent happy with doing that. We we welcome all, man. Whether you're new or old, we welcome it all. Um. Oh man, do you think the Eagles are going to screw it up with last year? We'll get to it, J uh, Jacob. I I'm, I I'm gonna Jacob. I'm probably gonna talk about the draft for like forty five minutes straight. So. Hold, Hang on a second. I just want to get to these comments, and we'll get to the rest of what's going on in Philly sports. Just had to go off about the union this this, this today to start off. NYS Central is the Cowboys right for us, right? It's So it's Dallas at 10, Giants at 11, and then us at 12. Uh, what's up, Dylan? How you doing, man? Good seeing you, brother. Good seeing you, man. Tim was so – dude, Tim – listen, Tim – I want to grind so hard, and I want to be able to have Duke by the River be profitable because of him. Tim has the biggest heart I have ever met in the Unionverse. Um, he's very soft-spoken, but my God, when he has a point to bring, he really drives it forward. I appreciate that, man. He's he's pretty funny too. He's got his little little funny quirks, man. I love Tim, man. He's my he's definitely a brother from another mother for sure. Uh, Mike needs to add. Oh, this is true. Mike, where is it? He's got, I see the Sixers, the Flyers, the Eagles, and the Phillies. You just got to, Mike, it's really, it's really an easy fix. All you got to do is get a little small, little uni logo and then pop that little bad boy right in the center. Easy, easy fix. KJ's right. The, yeah, the, the kits are hype, man. I'm, I'm, I was happy to be part of that process, man, but those kits are so clean, so clean. 
Um, did you see me made Union Hulk's game reek? Yes, we did. We did. Shouts to Union Hulk. I actually probably. Now that that was mentioned, let's see if we can. Uh... All right. I'm going to no, probably not do that. Okay, here we go, guys. We have to. We just have to watch because it is pretty freaking hilarious. So I'm gonna do the little share screen here, and hopefully we can get this up here. Cool. Fontana, let's go. This is hilarious. Yo, that hoodie is fire as well. Good beards. <laughs> it kind of hurts comment. Philly versus everyone, baby. Dude, that was that was pretty funny, guys. It was that was pretty funny. Shouts to Union Hulk. Much love, man. That was that was great, man. That was absolutely great. Yes, that is right. Less than 24 hours until Howie Roseman fucks up another draft. I'm so excited. Uh I have one on the positive Philly logo. Where is positive Philly, man? Positive Philly's been MIA lately. Uh Smart was suspended for a game swearing against the ref. Smart. Like Marcus Smart was suspended. Is that what you mean? Um, can you give me a rundown on how the MLS season playoffs work? So pretty much it's kind of it's it's like a regular soccer schedule, but it has some American like aspects to it. So they play like a 38 game schedule. Um, they have playoffs. You this season, I believe they're gonna do this, they're gonna do the top seven teams. So the top seven teams make the playoffs. Uh the sixth and the seventh seed. Have a uh, have the playing game, I believe, kind of kind of like what the NBA is doing this season. And then uh, it's the same way in the playoffs; they play two legs, kind of what they do in Champions League. So whoever's pretty much uh, the final score after both games get added together, and then the the, the whoever has most goals obviously moves on. Um, it's 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 like I said, it's like a sock, it's like a typical soccer schedule, but then there's a little American add-ons on there as well. So. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple, pretty self-explanatory, but, um, it's, it's, a, it's a league that's growing. Some of these rivals are still developing. Like I think this season, uh, Austin inter Miami might start something because of the way it's been going the last two seasons. So it's been a lot of fun, man. But yeah, Alex, you got any questions about the MLS, man? We're, we're your people, especially on Duke by the river. Usually every Tuesday we record, but you know, with the whole MLS schedule, it's been a lot. It's been really hectic. We're going to record a Duke by river podcast after, uh, Oi and Philly sports. So in about an hour and a half. I'm sorry, two hours we're going to record live uh, on Duke by the River. No, I mean, are the Cowboys of the MLS like the team we hate the most? Um, The Cowboys of the MLS probably would be like the LA Galaxy, and we don't hate them the most. We hate the Red Bull probably the most, but it's it's changing. It's fluctuating. Like The Red Bulls have been our rivals since the beginning. Like We've hated them the most since we started, um, but then over time – because obviously the union in the first 10 years weren't good, really. Um, they, started, they started being good up until like 2018. 
and then after that, you know, obviously the Red Bull, we we beat the Red Bull in our first playoff win. But then you had some some heated matches with NYCFC. We hate we kind of hate those guys. Um, last year with the playoffs, the Revolution that kind of started a, a little bit of a rivalry. Bruce Arena talking his little shit there too. Kind of kind of started that too. Um, and then right this season, Inter Miami, you know they they're making their case to be one of our rivals right now. So that's the, kind of the beauty of it being such a young league is that you know rivalries kind of um, can start out of nowhere and. You guys know how rivalries start in most sports. It's it's be playing those important games in those playoffs. There's important playoff series. Um, being good at the same time does help as well. That's what kind of sucks about like the Phillies and the Mets. Like we really haven't been good at the same time, really honestly. So that's kind of what's been hurting that rivalry. But um, now nah, it's it's a great product. Andrew, what's going on, man? How you doing? Welcome, 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 welcome to Oi, dude. I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah, I saw the other team's goalie was pissed, bro. Like, Mr. Clean. <laughs> that is so funny. Brad Guzan is, is a pretty solid American goalie. He's, he's older, though. He's a little older. But, man, he's going to go down as one of the one of the, uh, one of the underrated ones, I would say. One of the underrated ones. Um, you need to make a theme KJ shirt for my merch link. Okay, KJ. KJ's on his little merch grind here. Uh, anybody getting them must watch a crew versus Monterey game, the best team versus in the U.S. versus the West one in the Mexico. It's a huge game for the MLS. You can change a lot of people's views on the league. I would agree. It's gonna. I mean, we know it's gonna be Champions League in general has been really exciting. If uh, if I'm being quite honest with you, Champions League has been really exciting thus far, uh, early on in the early stages, and so far the MLS teams have been looking spectacular. This might actually be the one year. Uh, ironically, we never usually never have this word. MLS team wins Champions League, but it might actually happen, man. Union Hokey is a dupe by the river watcher. He's one of us. Exactly. That is right. We love Union Hokey. We love him. Batiste was the best goal in the MLS. That was that was a pretty good one. That was funny about you last night, Chase. Chase, you're kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. L Luda? Luda, that's right. Luda. I am. I am. Positive Philly. <laughs> oh, KJ is calling out Mike Gibbons there. Okay. Marcus Smart. Oh, man. Marcus Smart's got a mouth on him, though. Yeah, man. We're going to talk about that snow time. God damn, man. God damn. Yeah, you can only drink your tears away because Howie. Yep, pretty much. Uh, oh, yeah. I know you. I know why you hate Austin. I know exactly why you hate EF EF the Cowboys. We agree. We agree. Um, yeah, Alex. So right now the union are competing in a continental tournament it is, uh, if you've ever heard of the UEFA champions league, North America has one as well called the CONCACAF champions league. Um, so right now, last night, the union in their second round game against Atlanta took it to them and won three to nothing. So if they take care of business, they have the possibility of playing either Portland or the biggest club in North America is club America in Mexico. So Union are making some real noise right now, and it's pretty pretty cool to see if you're a Philly sports fan. Um, a real Philly sports fan, I guess. I'm, I have to add that. I wanted to bring a Garden Flamingo to the game against my but and burn it. Oh, my God. Um, KJ, so if you're into burning things and, and, and going to a soccer game, usually before Red Bull matches, we like to burn a big uh, cow-looking thing, and we paint it red, and then we burn it. And it's like a bonfire. It's a tradition. Before every Red home Red Bull game, before every home Red Bull game, we start a bonfire. We build a cow, a red cow, or I guess we could say pink cow, 
and we burn it and we go right into the game. A little bonfire, a little bonfire. So you definitely get your tickets or definitely come out before um, the Red Bull match and definitely hang out because I think you would like that. Um, uh, Positive Phillies now here. He changed over. He he was uh, Clark Kent. Now he's Superman. <laughs> um, why has a Euro team not taken Andre Blake yet? Um, I think a lot of points with it. So Andre, a lot of Euro teams were kind of skeptical about a Jamaican goalie. There's never really been a Jamaican goalie that's been balling out the way he has um, in Europe. Now, I believe in, in the Premier League back in like the late 90s, 2000s, there was a guy named Shaka, I forget his name, but he's a tr- he was a Trinidadian goalie, and he played and he started in the, in the Premier League. Um, so he's obviously Caribbean, but uh, it's just really Jamaica wasn't good. Now Jamaica is a little bit better, but he's kind of getting a little older. Um, teams are teams get a little skeptical about his size as well. He's a little skinny to, for a goalie. And uh, 2019 kind of hurt his his stock. He had a bad year. And then in 2020, obviously, we went through COVID. So you're talking about a 30-year-old goalie who's not really the biggest to play goalie. He's tall, but he's just really skinny. I mean, if you see most goalies, they're kind of built. Um, they're kind of built, like I would say, like uh, like wide receivers. Um, he's he's like a skinny – he's like a Devontae Smith type of wide receiver, if, if that makes sense. But uh, I, we, I mean, I'm not going to complain. Pretty cool to see a uh, a union player finish a, – a really good union player finish his career with the union. And that might actually happen – with um Andre Blake, man. But yeah, we, we love him here. Positive Philly, not tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Flyers or something? What's tomorrow? Uh okay, Ian with this prospect watch here. Okay. Yo, Ian's looking for some day three guys. Okay. Score on the I'll talk. We're gonna get to the sixers in a second. I just want to get to some of these comments. I'm gonna answer five more and then we're gonna get back to talking. Um, yeah, I heard about that. I think we should do that for Miami with a bunch of flamingos. If the rivalry continues, then we might, we very well might do it. Um, yes, the breaking news today: the Broncos traded for Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, that kind of means now that at pick number nine, Denver could be looking to trade trade back. You know, obviously New England's looking for a QB, but we'll get to all that in a second. Um, do we have a star player? Um, I think Casper Shabilko is slowly starting to become one of those star players. He just with him, it's kind of the inconsistency. We probably have the best goalie in the MLS and Andre Blake. Uh, we, I mean, we just sold Brandon Aronson and Mark McKenzie to Europe. Those guys were star players, but uh, right now we're looking for those new, those next star play. And Jamiro Montero has been playing like a, an MVP type of caliber player early on in the season. So that's right, Teddy to 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 the Broncos. Uh, our goalie, yes, Andre Blake. Our goalie is lit, one hundred percent. I think El Paso Philly needs to call on Sports Radio and talk about the Union. Say it needs to be talked about more in Philadelphia. Listen, um, I would say this. I probably wouldn't call into a station, but if a station wants to talk, I'm willing to talk because it's tough to do it like that because they can say no. Uh, all right. All right. So let's get to the, what's next guys. Um, so last night the flyers and the Phillies play flyers, man, I'm just, I'm ready for the season to be over. We got seven games left. Last night was a wild one, a six to four loss to New Jersey devils up in New Jersey. And I think the Devils snapped like a 10 game losing streak. Uh, it was a game where we saw the flyers go down or, uh, three to nothing in the second period, you're down three to nothing. And it's like, here we go again, snowball effect. Like, 
It's the same bull crap with the Flyers. Uh, but then they came back. They made a little comeback. It got a couple goals. A uh, big game by Limbaum. Uh, a lot of people contributed last night with uh, with the goal scoring. Um, but then the Flyers couldn't finish. And what a freaking surprise. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The Devils add on three more goals uh, after that one. And then the, uh, the, the, the Flyers added one more goal. And the uh, the Flyers, I should I shouldn't say the Devils added three more goals. The Devils added two more goals, and they got an empty netter when the Flyers only added one more goal. Um, the Flyers couldn't finish the comeback there, but yeah, man, I'm just ready for the season to be over. Obviously, last night Igor got the his first uh, minutes as a our first game time, his first start uh, as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. I believe he was on the third. He was the third line defenseman. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just ready for the season to be over. I'm sure we're going to see some more guys get called up here in the next couple of games. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's just so disappointing with the flyers right now, man. You know, we like, I would have never guessed that this flyers team going into the season would be this bad to the point where they struggle with every team in this division. Not just this, not, it's not just like the top guns, like the Islanders, the Capitals, the Penguins or the Bruins. They struggle against the Rangers. They really, they really have struggled against the Rangers this season. Excuse me. They struggle against the Sabres. They struggle against the Devils. This is embarrassing. It's just flat out embarrassing. Like, I know it's over, but my God, you should not be struggling to the New Jersey Devils. I'm sorry, but you should not be struggling to the New Jersey Devils. They are in full tank mode right now. Full tank mode. You just got rid of freaking uh, Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri. Like it's, it's just bad. It's it's bad, man. If you guys want to talk Flyers, I'll talk Flyers. But I don't, I don't have nothing else to say. It's just it's the same thing. Um, well, next up, they will see them tomorrow. They have to play like three straight games against the Devils, like a little series. So tomorrow will be the final of this three game series against the Devils. That'll be a seven o'clock game, I believe. Alex Lyon will get the start. Uh, it looks like Carter Hart's uh, his his night is or his his season is done. So yeah, man, it, it's it's definitely definitely it's it's hard to watch the Flyers right now. Um, the Phillies lost as well. Um, so thank God for the Philadelphia Union last night. The Phillies lost five to two to the St. Louis Cardinals, dropping game two here. Um, first off, I do want to give credit to Carlos Martinez because he did play pretty solid last night. And you, I, I'm, I'm the type of guy. Listen. It sucks losing, but you do have to give credit where credit is due. And, and with this Phillies team, I um, losses really I can't take too many of them. But you know, Carlos won seven and one third innings pitch. He allowed two hits, only allowed one earned run, and he had four strikeouts. Um, that's pretty solid, if you ask me, guys. And for Zach Eflin, he was starting on the mound there, and it was a solid outing. And he's solidifying himself as the third string guy or the third guy in this rotation. Uh, he went six and two earning two third innings pitch. Obviously, that first inning where he allowed that three run shot. Um, I'm sorry, he allowed th- it was three runs, two innings that he allowed. But after that, he really composed himself. Um, and then in that pinch situation in the seventh inning, because he pitched uh, a great third, great fourth, great fifth, great sixth inning. But then in that seventh inning, he fell apart again, and Zach felt like. At that moment, he had the he had this like he allowed another mistake, but he had this. But Girardi just pulled him out, and you saw Eflin on in the dugout just pacing and upset about getting pulled out in that game. And I, 
I feel Eflin, and I honestly, at this point, I'm not ready to jump off the Girardi bandwagon. I don't think the the honeymoon stage is start, slowly starting to to end with me with Girardi. I know for a lot of Phillies fans, it already ended, but you know, he, Girardi does have some pedigree, so I give him a little bit more leeway. But the way he's handling the pitching, I'm not a fan of, and I know he's kind of an analytical guy, but I'm I'm. I'm just tired of the way he's handling. Why? Just give Eflin the opportunity. And even though, even the one game where it was like, like two Sundays ago, Aaron Nola, it uh, throws a complete uh, game, a no hitting game, and Girardi was about to take him out before the ninth inning. But but Aaron was like, "Do not take me out. Like literally, do not take me out." Um, and it's it just. <sighs> I'm not, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the way. He has been tailing this this pitching situation. Sam Coonrod and Jose Alvarado got in there. Um, Sam finished out the that seventh inning for him for Zach Eflin, and then Jose Alvarado would close out this game here in that ninth inning. But um, the hitting has to be better. It's this this Phillies team has been a little bit inconsistent in the beginning of this season. I don't think they've had back to back wins since that third and fourth game that they had this year. But they need to. They need to get they need to get on a little bit of a run here, in my opinion, so I could feel better about this team. Um, I don't want to see Brad Miller batting leadoff either. I don't I don't understand why he's batting leadoff. Um, if we don't have a, a leadoff batter, I would rather see Bryce Harper bat there. He's been him and Reese have been your best batters thus far early in the season. I don't care if if Bryce Harper is a traditional third three hole batter. Just put him at leadoff. He's your best hitter right now. Your leadoff guy is going to get the most at-bats than anyone else. Just put him at leadoff. I don't care. I just don't care at this point. And I know your third and fourth your holes are going to be pretty weak, as unfortunately Alec Bohm right now is not even a 200 hitter. Um, shouts to Kata Hat on that MVP. Written. No, I'm just kidding. Um, obviously, like I still think he'll be fine, but it's just the way he's batting right now is kind of concerning. Um, Nick Maton, yo. Shouts to Nick Maton. He's almost batting 400 right now. 400, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and Odubel Herrera in his two starts, 0 for 6. So great job, Phillies. You brought up a controversial player to do absolutely nothing. Gosh. God damn, guys. So, yeah, tonight we're, we're going to be at it again. 745 first pitch. Um, we're going to see. Uh, I just saw it today. I don't want to look at my notes. It's Vince Vince Velasquez. It's V. It's Vinny V. V. Love is on the mound tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Get excited! And I, I I don't know how you can get excited for Vince Velasquez anymore. Um, he's gonna go up against Johan Oviedo for for the St. Louis Cardinals. Vinny, Vinny, please, for the love of Christ, I know you have everything. You have everything to be a good starting pitcher in the in Major League Baseball. You do. You have everything in your arsenal. Stop getting in your head. Please, for the love of Christ, stop getting in your head. That's what's wrong with Vince. This is what's wrong with Vince. Vince is getting way too much in his head right now. I shouldn't say right now. His his whole career has been getting way too much in his head. He has a talent to be a starting pitcher in, in majors, in the majors. But he gets way too much in his head. He just he just relax. Just relax out there. So we'll see what happens tonight. I I would assume that they're going to win. Um but obviously, man, who knows what this Phillies team. I let me, let me take a look at what's going on on TikTok here. 
Uh, what's going on, everyone, here on TikTok? Atlanta United did lose. That is correct. That is what's up, typical Kelly. How you doing? Oh, Chelsea's a uh, is an Atlanta fan. Sorry, Chelsea. KJ's on here as well. NFL draft tomorrow. That's right. Uh, we have an it shouts to uh, Jenna. I I oh, she's a female. Said that. That's really uh, out of put for you. Okay. Shouts to you, Jenna. No one cares about you. Uh, looks like I turned at the right time. Damn straight. Damn straight. Seb 303, what's going on? Wet bread. Devils didn't score three straight after the Flyers tied it. Game tied twice. Second time at four goals. Damn, it's it's just it's rough. It's rough with the Flyers, man. It, that shouldn't even happen against the Devils, though. Wet bread. That should not even happen against the Devils. And that is my point. That is my point about it. Um, let's see what else you got. Uh, do we have old, pl- do we have an old player that's good on the union? You have two solid old players. Uh, obviously El Sino. <clears throat> um, who's this kind of like a, uh, we like to call a super sub. Uh, that guy is, he makes people, he makes people look stupid. He's got those dangles, uh, you can call it, um, in soccer. He's got that footwork. Alejandro Bedoya, your captain, 34 years old. He's played for the U.S. men's national team for a long time. He's a really good player as well uh, for the union. Fontana's the best player in the world. He's a star. Hopefully one day. Hopefully one day. Room. Owen's excited about Eloy Room. As a Sixers fan, I don't feel good playing the Heat in the first round. I don't either, man. I'm kind of worried about them. And I'm a little worried about the Hawks as well. Uh, once I get Trey Young back, I know that they don't play much defense, but man, if we take them lightly, and we're not the the Hawks are without three players tonight, including Trey Young. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, man, you said it. You said it perfectly, man. Well, you said it perfectly. Uh, need defense. We did so. We did too much last year. Yeah, I mean. They they re, they kind of need to like revamp the defense if I'm being honest. Like, um, I'm okay. I guess I'm okay with keeping. I mean, obviously you're gonna have to keep like Philippe Myers and Travis Sanheim here, but I don't know if they goes those guys could play together on the same line. Honestly, or the same pairing. Uh, please, I don't need to see any more of the Nate Procers. Uh, Gustafson should be long gone already. Um, it's tough with Ghost, but I don't need to see him anymore either. Uh, who's the one guy? Uh, Robert Haig. I'm cool with him as a third liner. Uh, but obviously next year you're going to have Cam York hopefully come up here eventually. So that's something to look out for as well. Flyers are in take mode too. But the thing is, is that the Flyers are still pulling out Voracek. Voracek, Cooch, Giroux, uh, JVR, Kevin Hayes. Th- all those guys are still skating out there. Travis Konechny still skating out there. So I don't know if I can say it's a full tank job right now. They just suck. It, that that's what sucks even that's what's more embarrassing it's not that 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 they're deliberately tanking it's just that they generally suck and that's and that sucks my god that's right let's go union i agree uh, i'll tell you in a second about that one oduble has made such a huge impact on this team what a great job of phillies to call him up i love how how many hits he's had not including oh man, that's that's messed up. <laughs> that's messed up, Kata. <laughs> uh we're about we're taking over the division starting winning streak. I love your enth- enthusiasm. 
Andrew. Listen, Kata, I gotta be I gotta be honest, man. He's he's a 198 batter right now. You tell me if that's good enough. Cardinals are so dead tonight. I hope so, man. I really hope so. Benny's Nation W can't get through the order a second time. I hope so, man. Really hope so. I really hope you guys are are, are true and honest about this. Vince is done. Can we give up the experiment already? I don't um I know that Spencer Howard is going through his shoulder issues, but please just bring him up, man. Please get him up as soon as possible. It was bad last night. Yeah, man. I just, I think Ellie has checked out too. He's sick and tired of trying to save this team. Imagine being goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers every single night. You got to put the team on your back. And that is really freaking frustrating. I don't know how, how, how we can do that every single night as, my laptop is not charging. Maybe because it's not connected. There we go. All right, now we're good. Uh, oh, that's right. Gustin was uh, – that's how relevant he's been. Um, I'm excited for what we got in the future, bro. I'm excited as well, man. There's some good prospects in the in the pipeline for the Flyers. Um, I just think that I would like to see if they can do something with some of these veteran guys and possibly get some more younger players and – We'll start another core, and hopefully this next core of the Flyers can get the job done because this core right now is not doing it. Um, I think Ben Simmons can make Trey Young disappear, but I think as long as Trey Young is on the court, we have no worries. I agree, offense or defense, special defense. Uh, I'll have people on in a second. Just got one more point to talk. Uh, actually, two, two. What am I missing? Sixers. Sixers tonight facing off against the Atlanta Hawks at 7 o'clock tonight. Um, I'm assuming that we're going to have all our big guns here tonight uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Obviously, it, they've been giving us some issues over the last couple, last two seasons at least. Um, it's a team that obviously has been a good story this year. You know, they fired my man Lloyd Pierce, which I was upset about, but that actually has helped them. They benefited from it as they hired Nick Nate McMillan, who was fired by Indiana as well this season. Now he's with Atlanta, and now Atlanta is balling out. They were as high as the fourth seed at one point this year, and uh, yeah, they are thirty four and twenty eight. And he's got these he's got these players balling. I, I never would have expected that to to be with Nate McMillan. They has been like an average coach, in my opinion, in in, in his career as an NBA coach. Um, but tonight, listen, you, you just these games, you have an easy schedule to end the season. Just get your feet under you, get the ball rolling, get that, get hot right now. Um, I want to start that momentum. In, so, so when we head into the playoffs, you know, this team is at a, in, in a pristine shape. Um, but it starts with games like tonight, man. I'm, oh, actually it started, uh, on Monday when we beat, uh, Oklahoma city now you got Atlanta tonight. Let's keep this ball rolling. I, I really like our our chances to, to sweep Atlanta. I think we do need to sleep. We need a good week. Last week was really bad. Uh, it was like the worst week of the season. It was the closest I felt to last year's Sixers team. Um, and I don't want to feel 2026ers uh, heartfelt again. I really don't. I want. I love what the Sixers have been doing for me this year. It's a lot of fun to watch. They're proving me right. And it was funny too. I was listening to this today on the radio. It's so funny how like two years ago or th even three years ago, everyone was like, Ben and Joel can't play together. It'll never work. Their styles 
uh, would, would affect one another. And now these guys can't play without one another. It's so funny how things work. It just in literally the less than two years. It is so funny. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, so I, I expect the win tonight. Uh, I'm assuming it'll, especially with no Trey Young. I, I don't know as my computer is taking forever. I don't know why I do that when I have literally this here. Um, I curious who the other two players that are out for Atlanta. Could it be? Could it be in the in Atlanta week for? Uh, if only we could play the Braves as well. But could it be for Atlanta in, for in Atlanta week? We sweep the Hawks. We beat Atlanta United. Whew, Atlanta really is going to hate us, guys. Really going to hate us, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see if I can find the lineup here for Atlanta. See if they put it out there. The Atlanta Hawks under Nate McMillan, have been 19-7. and seven. That is incredible, guys. You got to give them credit. Oh, wait, wait, no. 20-7, I guess. Yeah, or 20-7. That's that's incredible. Since he's taken over, that's incredible. Um, So, look, so I got the actual injury report. Looks like Brandon Godwin's available for the Hawks. Wow, they're out with a lot of players. So uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is out. Kevin Hunter out. DeAndre Hunter out. Cam Reddish out. Tony Snell out. Trey Young out. So if the Sixers do not be down on the Atlanta Hawks tonight, I will not be happy whatsoever. Take it to the Hawks. Take it to the Hawks, guys. Flat out, you got to take it to the Hawks. Um. Uh, let's see. I appreciate it, Kata. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk tomorrow night. I'm excited for May 1st to see Atlanta lose to the Revs. <laughs> look, look, Xavier. I see you, Xavier. Clint is our Clint is our only worry. Clint, Clint Capella. Okay, Clint. I'm sure Clint Capella. Yeah, man. I'm not worried about them all. Thoughts on Jalen Hurts' future? I'll talk to I'll talk about that in a second. Who wins fight? Mayweather or Jake Paul? Mayweather. Come on, Jake Paul's a clown. Um, uh, with the last one, at least with the Eagles guys, obviously it's NFL draft week, you know, tomorrow night's the NFL draft, you know, make sure to catch it with myself and Kata hat. We'll have that what, live watch party with you. We'll have people on as well. If you guys want to come on and give us your thoughts, we'll give you our live reaction of the 12th overall pick or wherever it is. The Eagles will pick. Now, when I think about tomorrow night, I can't, I can't lie. And I, I do hold some of the sentiment that a lot of Eagles fans hold where, um, the excitement is just not there. Just because of the man who's running this draft uh, room for the Eagles, Howie Roseman has been screwing this up year in and year out. Um, since, what was it, since 2016, Howie's had one Pro Bowl player. Now, I know the Pro Bowl is not what it used to be, but the fact is that this team is you can't draft talent. Under Howie Roseman, this team cannot draft talent. So after five, four years, no, you know what? It is five. It is five. After five drafts since he had the job back, what makes me, what makes you guys or myself feel any confident about how we're going into this draft? What is going to change? And it's like every draft, he kind of tries to recreate the wheel. He tries to outthink everyone. Just keep it simple, dude. Follow a board. You have scouts for a reason. 
You brought Andy Wydell to the pre-draft press conference last week to show us that th- that he actually listens to his scouts. But I don't think you really do. I really don't. I don't know what the Eagles are thinking tomorrow. I really don't. So obviously we had the Quiddy Pay uh, rumors that kind of popped up out of nowhere uh, earlier this week. And to be honest with you, kind of worries me. So why say don't overthink it? Tomorrow's draft um, is not conducive for traditional team building. What I mean by that, the way I feel you build in the NFL is inside out. You build from the trenches, both the offensive line, offensive line, defensive line, within the line of scrimmage, and out. If you are able to build a strong D line, a strong O line, everything else kind of can just fall in place. Unfortunately, tomorrow's draft is not very strong suited for that type of draft. What I am noticing is that this NFL draft is kind of suited for today's NFL style. We all know how the NFL is ran today. It is a passing league. I see a lot of the top prospects. You see quarterbacks. You see wide receivers. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is a tight end. You see cornerbacks. That's what's a lot of the, the top prospects right now. I mean, you look at the top 10, uh, picks one through four could be quarterback. Pick five could be a tackle. Pick six could be a receiver. Seven, I think it's going to be a lineman, but it could be a receiver as well. Pick number eight could be literally almost anything. I don't know what the Broncos are thinking not at nine now after they traded for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, They probably are drafting best available. I think the Cowboys are going to try to get Kyle Pitts, but if not, they'll get a defensive player. And same thing with the Giants. They're going to get a defensive player as well. But to me, this this is a draft class that helps the passing game, whether to get a better passing game or to stop a pass, the passing game. But it feels like this draft, especially in the first round, is where you are going to get those guys. So for the Eagles, don't complicate it. You know that defense and offensive line prospects aren't really high in this draft class. But it doesn't mean you can't find those guys. You can find them in later on rounds. But with this with this 12 overall pick, you don't need to move up, nor do you need to move down. You're in the right spot. You have enough draft picks. You got 11 – or sorry, I think we got 10 draft picks. I, I forgot after all these tradings. I think we got 10 draft picks next year, 10 draft picks next year. But regardless, you still have around 20 or over 20 picks in both of these drafts. In this year's draft, secure yourself with being able to get that cornerback that you need or a receiver. I'm, I'm okay with drafting a receiver. If you want to get Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, isn't my top choice, but I'm okay with it. Don't get a quarterback. I don't think we'll get a quarterback either. I don't think we'll we'll be there to get a quarterback. But I do think that cornerback is really where I want to go. I'm in love with J.C. Horn. I think J.C. Horn fits the scheme. He fits the city. He's got the pedigree, and that's my top choice. I think the Cowboys, they're looking to get Kyle Pitts, but they're okay with selling on Patrick Sertain, and I'm okay with that. Sertain is not my cornerback. Sertain is not the cornerback for the city. J.C. Horn is the quarterback, or cornerback, I'm sorry, for the city. So I really need that Howie and this Eagles team to not overcomplicate this draft because it really is no need to complicate it. You move back to pick number 12 to make your life easier, to be able to draft – whatever is available there for you at pick number 12. So just don't complicate it. It's really not that hard. 
Um, back to the point up here. Where was it? On uh, Jalen Hurts' future, I think Jalen Hurts this year, his this is his job. He's going to get the opportunity to win the job here in 2021. And if it doesn't work out in 2021 with Jalen Hurts, then that is why Howie Roseman went out and got himself potentially three first-round draft picks for next season. So that we can either package these picks to move up and get that pick. If we're bad enough, we'll still be high enough to pick one of those good quarterbacks. That you know, Usually good quarterbacks go from 1 to 10, right? But Jalen, you have to give him the opportunity. And you have to build a good team around him. Last season, he was he was trying to turn uh, you know, chicken shit into you-know-what. So definitely, definitely, definitely uh, a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts tomorrow. Um, so guys, it's that time. I'm put, going to put the link out there. Uh, when you guys come on, definitely let me know uh, what your thoughts are on the draft. Uh, whatever you guys want to talk about, but I am curious to see what you guys think the Eagles will do at pick number 12. Obviously, tomorrow is the NFL draft, so definitely let me know what you guys think um, the Eagles are going to do in tomorrow's draft. Um, yeah, the quitty pay stuff does worry me. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it just feels like he's one of those guys where the Eagles are like kind of contemplating because they see something. They see a player who can be like a potential stud, but a quitty pay type of player, dude, you draft him when you already have a good situation. We do not have a good situation here in Philadelphia. Don't complicate it, guys. Please do not complicate it. All right. Uh, you know the drill, guys. Give me your, your thoughts. Give me your questions, whatever you want to talk about. Um, and let's get it going. Let's start off now. First up with Boston X. Welcome to Oi in Philly Sports. How you doing? Yo, what's good? What's I'm up? I'm happy. I'm happy about tomorrow. I'm happy that the Patriots are going to take a quarterback. That's all I'm saying. They're taking a quarterback How? first. Round. How? We're going to trade up. Quarterback? We're going to trade up. Do you think you're going to trade up? I think we're going to trade up with either the Panthers, the Broncos, because they just got on Teddy Bridgewater, or which I'm hoping, which I'm hearing rumors, we might get the Falcons' fourth pick. Okay. So, well, the thing is, is no, the, with the, the problem with the Patriots right now, is they're waiting to see what is going on with the Falcons at pick number four. If the Falcons are feeling that they're going to go quarterback, that kind of leaves the Patriots in a bad spot because you know that the pick one, two, and three are going to be quarterbacks. So if the Falcons go quarterback at pick number four, I'm assuming they're going to get Justin Fields. That leaves you with Trey Lance. So the question for Patriots Nation, are you willing to give up a lot because I know just because it's 15 to 9 doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, a small deal. No, 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 no. The everyone knows the Patriots are moving up for a quarterback. There's a premium price you have to pay to go get your quarterback. Are you willing to give up a lot for a quarterback in Trey Lance? I'm willing to give up stuff a lot. <clears throat> if the Falcons don't go for Justin Fields, I'm willing to do that, but if they take him, then I'm willing to give up a little less more for Trey Lance. Right. No, I mean, I Justin, listen, Justin Fields. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think Trey Lance might be the best quarterback in the draft. Are you He's serious? Underrated. Yes, I like Trey Lance. In the draft, though, you're going to sit here and tell me that Trey Lance is better than Trevor Lawrence. No, I'm saying he's going to have a better career than all of them. Five, give give him five years, 
to let him develop. He's probably going to sit on the bench behind quarterbacks. If he comes to the Patriots, probably going to sit behind Cam for two years if Cam stays. He'll develop, and then five next five years, I'm telling you, we will have a Super Bowl in New England. So would you be saying this about Mac Jones as well? No, I hate him. <laughs> so why trade? What about well, what you see? You you know me, man. You can't just you can't just say like I think that he's why. You got to give me facts. Why? What is the proof that you feel? What did you see on tape that you feel that Trey Lance could be a franchise quarterback in the NFL? Trey Lance played one game this year, right? And he showed he has potential. The thing is, he only played one game this year. And what I've seen from it, I think he. He's going to be a good quarterback. He has the arm of Patrick Mahomes. I don't he know about that. He's got, he's got accuracy issues. People are killing the Eagles because Jalen Hurts has accuracy issues. He's I like the accuracy issues too. Just that yeah, but the problem like is, is that you know in the NFL it's a quick, it's a much quicker league. The windows are much more tighter. You kind of have to, you have to kind of be a, an as accurate quarterback. I, I have faith, and I, and I, and quarterbacks like Jalen, quarterbacks like Trey, don't think that their accuracy, it, it, there's, it could still be improved upon. It is still tricky. And plus, remember, New England, come December time, the wind gets really brisk. So you got to be able to have a strong arm. I'm more excited than. Then the NBA, NFL, MLB, you know what I'm excited? May 1st, New, Eng- New England Revolution is going to smack Atlanta. You're all in on the New England Revolution. Yes. it's who's, All right. Too. Who's the coach of the New England Revolution? Look, I'm new to it, okay? I've, no, I've only- hey, hey, hey. It's, it's completely okay. It's completely okay. You got homework now. The next time I talk to you, you better answer the question. Who is the when coach of the new last when I was when you said watch them, I said I was gonna watch the New England Revolution game. I fell asleep before it started, like an hour before it. I was gonna watch it. Would they what did they would they win? Yeah, you know? we won. Who'd you beat? Uh I can't remember. You just saw the win. I was like, hey, that's all I need to know. We won. <laughs> we beat that- DC United. Ah, you beat DC. Okay. I'm gonna get a Revolution jersey this year, and then I'm gonna you go to. Them. I like their jerseys. You should do it. I would recommend either a Catalyst Gill jersey or. There's three options actually. So Catalyst Gill number twenty-two, Gustavo Bao, um, number. What is he number ten? No, who number is Gustavo Bao? I don't know. Or Adam Busco. Those are the three options, I would say. Three probably the best players. Okay. Uh, all right. All right, Boston X, we're, we're going to try to get some more people on here. We have to do Duke by the River as well tonight, but I appreciate you coming on here, man. And uh, yeah, uh, I hope you get Trey Lance. I hope you do. I hope either him or Justin Fields. <laughs> the replacement of Tom Brady, New England. Uh, I was waiting for this day my whole life, man, and it's great seeing you guys suffer without Tommy Boy. We still won <laughs> seven games. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, Boston. I'll talk to you. All right, brother? Talk to you. Say it, man. Say it. Boston X, ladies and gentlemen. He might be from the Boston side, but we like him here. We like him here. 
All right, let's bring on our next guest. Without further ado, let's bring on Snowtime, a.k.a. Mike. Mike, welcome to Oi in Philly Sports. How are you doing today, man? Doing good. Especially good, good, good. Being a win yesterday. Let's go. We took it to Atlanta, brother. I was, after the first call, I was, like, jumping of excitement. And then my mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, nah, I think you just scored. Like, we finally got to go. That was I wanted, and then we got two more. That was even better. Mike, you you remind me a lot of myself when I was young. So um, I don't know if you ever watched the U.S. men's national team uh, in two thousand, the two thousand nineteen World or two thousand ten World Cup. Um, we they beat Algeria, and Colombia sucked at that time. So I was all in. I was invested. I was like, I was like fourteen years, thirteen years old. I was all in on the U.S. men's national team. Oh, we're gonna make a freaking run. They beat Al- come back, beat Algeria, dot Landon Donovan with this great goal. And I went absolutely berserk. And my mom literally was just like yelling at me for five minutes to just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> so I, I you told me that story kind of reminded me of all that. But that's that's I love hearing those stories, man. That's awesome. Yeah, excited for how we to uh screw up the Eagles more tomorrow. What do you think? What do you so I, I want to ask you, what do you want at pick 12 and what do you think Howie's going to do at pick 12? All right. What I want them to do is either get our offensive lineman to cover like the running game and the quarterback. Right, right. Or, or else get a wide receiver so then you can have Jalen Hurts to throw more, more people and probably in the second round draft the over line. So you so you're you're feeling offense in this first round. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. You you, well, you just you just, you just want a juggernaut offense for yeah for the Eagles. I, I got you. Go high. I got you. I got you. What do you think? How he's gonna do though? What I think he's gonna do is draft like an edge for <sighs> defense, and then I will see like I will say I will say Howie, you screwed up once. You're gonna screw up again. Howie Rosen, like, man. We can't like we were excited, but no, you screw it up. I listen. I feel you, man, and that's kind of why I was, you know, when I started off talking about the draft. It's like, you know, how can you sit here and as an Eagles fan have any sort of optimism? How have any sort of excitement for tomorrow night when over the last five NFL drafts, Howie Roseman has drafted one stinking Pro Bowler, and that was Carson Wentz. He's not even here anymore. So it's hard for Eagles fans to get excited, and I feel you guys. Even though we have a lot of pit, we got like we drafted, like we traded for Carson Wentz a pick in this draft. I don't think how he's gonna like find a player that we can like that will be like helpful as Carson Wentz was. Right. So we gotta see what how he does and like how they do. No, I I agree with you, man. It, listen, it's an important it's an important draft, man. Like you're talking about an off season where we didn't have a lot of money to spend, right? Um, I I do think Howie did a good job though. He found bargain pieces. You know, obviously Eric Wilson and Anthony Harris. I think Joe Flacco is going to be a solid backup quarterback. So he was able to get some good bargain pieces. But the draft is really where you're going to bolster this roster. He's got to hit on these picks. You have to find at least. Three to four starters in this draft. You do. 
The team is terrible. You need to find those starters, man. And I don't know, I don't know how, how much I, I trust Howie to do all that, man. Personally, um, like I, I like I like uh, the cornerbacks in this draft. I think this is like so. Like I like I stated, this draft to me, especially in the top of the first round, if you are looking to improve your passing game or try to stop the passing game, this is a good draft for that. Because you look at the the first fifteen picks, you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks, obviously. A lot of receivers, a lot of cornerbacks. So that's kind of where I see the top of this draft going. So I think J.C. Horn is going to be there at pick number 12. That is my top option. I think his his mentality fits the city. I like his speed, especially in a cover two type of system here. And he's got pedigree. His dad's Joe Horn, a, pl- a player I grew up watching. I think I was your age when I used to watch Joe Horn. I used to play with Joe Horn or Madden. So uh, it's kind of cool for me. So I I would wouldn't mind watching uh, JC Horn fall to us at pick twelve. Yeah, defense uh, defense players are so underrated in the first uh, first uh, round, but then like it's, the offense gets like taken away more. So then you have to go defense like at that. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. It's because of the way the NFL has been transitioning. Obviously, the rules have been changing. Um, and that's kind of why teams just, you know, want to draft as many receivers as possible. I mean, look at defenses now. Defenses don't run typical base 4-3-3-4 defenses. A lot of them run a nickel. They have three cornerbacks, two safeties, two two linebackers out there. It's it's becoming more and more of a passing league. Uh, but listen, Mike, we're, we're going to get to some more people here. Um, definitely, if you want, I know you're a union guy. We're going to do Duke by the River. We're going to have someone on uh, to preview the New York NYCFC match. So, uh We'll we'll start that around eight. So if you want to hop on in there as well, man. All right, I'll hop on tomorrow for uh, the draft. Sounds good, brother. I'll talk to you tomorrow then, Mike. All right, see you. See you. Thank you so much. Awesome stuff, guys. Mike in the building, ladies and gentlemen. All right, next up, without further ado, let's head on over to Columbus and our honorary crew fan here. Let's bring on Owen here to Oi in Philly Sports. What's up, Owen? Not much. I'm just trying to get ready in my beautiful studio. That's not a closet. <laughs> it's not a closet. For the I, think game. Every, I, I think everyone wants to know how many times the camera's going to fall today. Uh, I think I got it balanced pretty well. Hey. Uh, so hopefully none. We'll see, though. I, hopefully. I like the T-shirt, man. Uh, thank you. I got this. Represent. Like, yeah, I got this the minute that they won. I was refreshing the MLS page. And waiting for it to to click by. I got the scarf and I got this. I don't have the scarf with me right now, but okay. So okay. so let's go. So so obviously big night for you, right? We got crew in Monterrey, right? Yeah, I think so far this is by far the biggest game of the Champions League. Just out of all, I know I'm biased, but okay, the crew are the best team. Just trophy wise, last year they won the MLS Cup. That's kind of the definitive thing. If you're looking at it from another country, so to most people, this is the best team of America versus one of the best teams in Monterey in oh, with yeah. MF. So if the, if this could be monumental for the MLS, if the crew win this. And I, if we lose the Monterey, I don't want to hear the Union are better because they went to the semifinals. You guys played Atlanta United, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking. Oh, put some respect on Elena, man. The the almighty Elena. <laughs> they're washed. They're washed. They're the goalie, as someone said in the chat, looks like Mister Clean, one of the most overrated American goalies of all time. 
He's not even top five. He's not top five. Uh, that's pretty Casey funny. Keller, that's pretty funny. Tim Howard, Brad Friedel, all better than him. I'd say Stefan is uh, close to him already. No bias, again, no bias, but... No bias. Yeah. I have zero bias towards the Columbus crew. Don't look at my shirt. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, I haven't watched Monterrey play since they won the Champions League. Was it two years ago? Um, I, all I remember, all I always know, Monterrey plays with a lot of freaking speed, man. You know, last night's match yeah. between Atlanta and Philly was fast. Man, Monterrey play on another level. How are you guys gonna try to combat that speed? Well. Vermgore, well, we have Nagby back, so he's going to help. That's good. Uh, Vermgore is just – he hasn't played much in Columbus, but he's just a stout defender. He'll stop anyone in his tracks. He's on the bench tonight. Hopefully, he'll be able to get on if we're in a tight spot. But we have some speed of our own. We got Entian. I don't know if he's – it's either Entian or Diaz, who are both very fast. Um, Zardes is pretty fast as well. Uh, Zarayan has some pace to him, so – we might just have to fight fire with fire, but you never know. Yeah, man, Def- definitely, definitely. What do you what do you feel in the first leg here? It's in Monterrey, right? The first leg. I think so. I'd say. I don't know. I'm hoping we won't. I feel like it's going to be high higher scoring. I'd take two one Monterrey. I think it's going to be two zero. We're going to get a goal late in the game. Uh, setting us up for home, hopefully giving us the momentum to carry on and win it and go to the semis. I don't know. Okay. I think America's on the other side. Oh, is that no, I don't know who you guys would play. We would if we beat Atlanta. We take we take care of business next Tuesday. We would have the possibility of playing either America or Portland. Uh, okay, I swear. If you guys get all MLS teams in Saprissa the final. If you guys get the Timbers, you, you're so lucky. I like, well, did. Did you see the game? I didn't watch. Did, what happened to the game last night? Uh, we got a, we got a, uh, we got the parent timeout here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll give him. Uh, his time is up, though. Should we let him off? Or let him on. You let me know, guys. All right, I'm there gonna hop go. off. For now, but I'll be back for Duke by the River if you guys do this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna start about an hour. So definitely come back on. All right, my man. Okay. All right, see you. Owen. Appreciate it. All right, now let's bring on that one Philly fan. What is going on, my man? Welcome to Oi in Philly Sports. How you doing, man? Good. You know, just still don't know anything about the union. It's called the union, right? The Philadelphia Union. I forgot. The Philadelphia Union. My man. Well, first off, I was excited to see you because you're my draft guy. So I was excited to talk some NFL draft, but you brought the union up, and I appreciate that, man. That, that, thank yeah, you so much. I, yeah, I'll probably I'll try to go on. Well, I'm going to try to go on Duke by the river, but this is the only thing I got to say. I don't know nothing about soccer. No, it's all good, bro. It's all good. So let me ask you. you I mean, you are very well versed in the NFL. You remind me a lot of myself when I was young. Um, what is it for you uh, when it comes – and you could be completely honest. What is it for you when it comes to soccer that you're just like, ah, I'm good. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Well, there's one thing. I hate when, like, players just kind of, like, flop out of nowhere because, like, you ever see, like – where Same, you just, bro. Like, Same. I hate that. Yeah. I hate like, it. Like, in that, in that, like, 
through like first grade to like fifth grade like this is the first year i'm like huh i mean like they actually work very hard but that's like my only issue i was like all soccer players are babies and stuff like you know what i mean and i gotta yeah. look at them i mean like they kind of are but again they are like working very hard I, I i listen i love soccer and i'm a big endorser endorser of soccer but like as i said about last night i mm -hmm. hate the flopping and it's driving me crazy because now you're starting to see basketball players adopt flopping into the NBA. Yeah, you now see like, like do it too. Yeah, and I'm just like, I I don't I see this in soccer enough. I don't need to see it in the NBA. I I, I do hate that. Um, but it's funny because when I was in sixth grade, I quit playing soccer because I was being bullied. The kids like were just like, why are you still playing soccer? We stopped playing that like a couple years ago. But I like enjoyed it. I played football. I played soccer. And I enjoyed playing both, but I fell into the peer pressure and I quit soccer because of that. And I stuck with playing football to this day. I wish I would have played soccer because I really wasn't that good of a football player to be, to be quite honest. With you. I was a solid tight end. Um, but you know, a lot of the kids started getting bigger than me as, as high school went on. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm right there with you, man. I feel you, man. Um, uh, but about the NFL draft, man. So look, so here's my, here's my thought on this draft. I feel like this is the type of draft where you can build your team traditionally. It's obviously not that strong with the offensive line. It's not that strong with defensive line in the top half of this draft, right? The top I half feel of the like draft, it's all receivers and quarterbacks. Once they're and gone, corners too, kind of. Well, look, there's only one good corner in my mind left you too. I don't like JC Horn. I'm going to say this. Why? What? Okay. Oh, you got to tell me why. Okay. I, I think. Once it okay, once people saw him clocking that super fast speed, they were like, like that. I yeah, was like, I know, <laughs> bro. He, he was like, he was ranked fifty on this board. He run. I I come home one day. I look like I'm not on my draft site yet and all that. I look on my phone. I'm like, oh cool, he ran like a four. What was it? Twenty seven something like that. Right. Yeah, it was pretty fast. Ranked, yeah, he ran something like that. I get on my board. He's ranked above Patrick Sertain. I'm like, no, no. Thank God. Next week, he's like. 12, he's right behind Sertain, but like Sertain's the best corner in this draft. There's so many reasons why. Even though like you can play great players and all that too, and like get a little messed up, but like as long as you don't like let 10 catches on you and all that, I let it go. Like, right, right, right. Like when I saw corners play Patrick I'm not Patrick Sertain, sorry. Like Kyle Pitts, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna let them pass because Pitts is just the best player in this draft. I I best player. Well, speaking of Kyle Pitts, um, you know Kyle Pitts, he brought up the guys who defended him in college, and obviously he went up against Sertain, and he went up against J.C. Horn. And I know he's faced off against Horn more than he's faced off against Sertain, but he says himself Horn gave him more issues than Sertain did in college. Again, like, but you still got to think. At the same time, Horn is more of like, I think he's more like kind of on. And Patrick Sertain's more kind of like bag in my mind. I might have them mixed up. I don't remember. I haven't watched their tape in a while. Right. I So, obviously, that speed I do kind of like, especially, you know, if we're talking about running the cover two. Yeah, uh, but I don't, I don't think speed corners work out. Like, there's there's one thing the NFL takes for granted. Speed players. Speed players. Henry Ruggs, has he been good? No. John Ross, has he been good? No. People can have great comp – like, Great running combines, great raw jumps, great verticals, but they can be busts. That's why when I see somebody run like a two set, like 
this is the only way I'm going to move you up. If you run a fast 40, right, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to move you up right away, but, like, let me see what else you got. You do a good vertical, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's good. And, or you have a good rod jump. If you have all three of them at once, you're getting moved up. You're going to get moved up because you just had three great things. Speed in this league is big, but it's not as big as being able to, like, jump up and catch. Because at the end of right. the day, this league, you need aggressive catching. You can't, like, th this is what the issue with the Eagles. They have, like, well, this was the issue. We had Deshaun Jackson and Jalen Rager. And what are they? Yeah. No, you're 100% you're, you're right. You're 100% right. Um, yeah, so real quick before before we, we hop off here, um, I want to ask you, what do you, what do you want come pick 12? And what do you think Cowie's thinking come pick 12? Ooh, I think Howie's going to think of a seventh-round receiver. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I think Howie's thinking between Caleb. Well, where's Caleb? Wait, where did I put Caleb? Far Wait, did they move? Wait, give me a sec. I'm, like, looking on my board. I forgot where I put him. Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley. He's good, just the injuries, right? Meh. Not really mind injuries. Wait, did I? Oh, oh, yeah. So the rankings have him going 28, so they moved them back a lot, which kind of makes me mad. But... I think how you were thinking, like, Patrick Sertain's there. Devonta Smith has got moved up. Jalen Waddle and are saying he might be at where we are. Jamar Jamar Chase is going to the Bengals. So, you know, that's – yeah. I mean, look, this is the only way. The Bengals want to keep Joe Burrow happy. You got to get Jamar Chase, and he wants Jamar Chase too. This is the argument. Joe Burrow wants Jamar Chase, and you know Anthony Munoz, right? Of course. Hell yeah. You're Football fan wants to come on after us, but um, you know, like Anthony Munoz is like Penny Soul. He's amazing. You know what I mean? He's like a once in a lifetime talent. If you don't get him, this is the thing they're trying to pick between. Like, but oh, which one are we getting? Which one are we gonna get? Like, it's like they're fighting over it. And I, I think that Jamar Chase goes there just because you. That's the guy. Like J Joe Burrow is the guy on your team right now. Anthony Munoz isn't. There you go. There you go. There you go. Who do you and who do you want at twelve? I don't really mind it as long like um I don't really mind it. It's like Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle for receiver. Maybe Rash look. I would love Rashad Bateman. I don't. Even, I'm so mad they ranked him at thirty one. Thirty one. I want him too, man. Honestly, I'll, I'll take him. He's, but he's too far ranked back. This is the only way we're going to get him. Unless how he's going to be like. How about this? We're going to surprise. You know what I mean? Everybody, by trading with the Bills, Zach Ertz, and, like, what, like, the Colts' third-round pick, I guess. Because I can see it happening. We get their first-round pick. Maybe, like, a couple other things. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe, like, a 2 six, one seventh, maybe. I don't know. You see that trade go. We get up there. But what we did before was, like, not draft a wide receiver at, um, I'm stupid, honestly. I'm 12. You know what I mean? So, that's, you know, so that's all that good. Yeah. So, like I said, we don't draft a receipt. If we want to get that 30th pick and get a receipt and Rashad Bateman there or, like, a good receiver, like, I don't I don't want Rondell Moore too small, but I love Elijah Moore because he's – I think he's different than, like, Rashad – not sorry, not Rashad Bateman. Then – I Rondell Moore. Yeah, I just like so hard. Rondell it's Moore. I like Kadarius Tony and all, but he – I mean, I, I think he's better on the ground. I just don't think he can, like – he's way better on the ground, and I don't want us – I mean, yes, we used a jet sweep game this year, but that's only with Hurts, and now we don't have that same type of backup QB. We're going to just be, like, throwing <clears> – <throat> it was different because it was, like, we had Wentz and Hurts. 
hurts. Right. And then goes does some jet sweets all over the place. Concept. There you go. And that's there you go. And that's that's what he was used for. So we don't need them anymore. And, and I think we could do that with Jalen Ryger if we want to, because he's fast enough. I don't know what we're gonna do with Jalen Ryger. Oh man, should be interesting. We got about 15 minutes, but I'm trying to get some more people. But I really appreciate you coming on again. That one Philly fan. If you got nothing to do, myself and Kyle have a live draft party. Uh, we'll be doing it all live. We'll be on YouTube. So hope to see you tomorrow, my man. All right. Yeah, I think me and my dad are just gonna go in the basement and watch it. Unless he doesn't watch it, hey. up. There you go, man. Sounds good. Well, you enjoy tomorrow, right, my man? Yeah, man. See ya. I'll talk to you. See ya. Thank you so much. All right, let's bring on now Dylan. Welcome to Oyen Philly Sports. How you doing, my man? Well, uh, so who do you who who do you think the Eagles are going to draft? Who, who do you think? Um, <laughs> oh man, woo! That's an interesting uh question here. I I really hope they aren't thinking Quiddy Pay, but it just does worry me that his name did come up like a couple days beforehand. Um, if I if I had to pick, uh, I think maybe they would pick a receiver. Honestly, I think that that's what they would think. But honestly, I don't feel I don't know one hundred percent what they are thinking. I think that they're gonna not now. I saw this on Instagram. I think that they're gonna trade Zach Ertz for a third for like a fourth round pick and try and try and try to get uh, Kyle Pitts uh, tight end because Zach Ertz was. Yeah, Zach Ertz is old, old for a tight end. And how many injuries does he have? He gets injured like a lot. Right. So here's what I'm hearing about Zach Ertz. Um, I heard that they are looking to trade him draft night. Um, and if that doesn't happen, they are actually like not opposed to signing him long term. That's what I'm hearing. So I mean, if you think about it. You know, it's not probably the worst case scenario. I mean, you can find tight ends literally in the fifth round that could start for you. So if you bring in Zach Ertz, um, if you keep him long-term, that kind of tells me that Dallas Goddard is not part of the future. He's going to be a free agent come next season. So then what you could do is you could have Zach Ertz here with another uh, tight end to kind of learn under him. But, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know what the, what the thing the thought is there. Uh, I think a lot of teams are also going to try to go get Kyle Pitts. It's really all, really, what it comes down to in this draft. The draft really starts at pick number four, because we kind of know what's going to happen with one, two, and three. But at pick number four, well, really, it's we'll see what's going to happen. The thing is, where's uh, Justin Fields going? The kid from uh, Ohio State. Where's he going? Because he doesn't. That's another even question. Yeah, it's again, it's pick number four. If I think Atlanta mm -hmm. right now are contemplating between Fields and Kyle Pitts. And, uh, you know, that's a tough one because, you know, you're talking about a potential franchise quarterback, the one, someone who's going to replace Matt Ryan eventually. Or you're mm -hmm. talking about a generational type of talent who can help Matt Ryan and you can probably make one more run with him. Nah. Matt, I agree I with Matt you, but that's what – I agree yeah. with you, but that's what Atlanta's thinking right now. I think – I think – I think Atlanta is going. I think Atlanta is going. No, no, they're going to go quarterback because they have that. Uh, I saw last year when when they were playing Dallas, they they had that one tight end. He was, he was like catching all. He was catching a line. I liked him. I I picked up on my I picked him up on my fantasy team, but I still lost. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. All right, but, before um, I. 
Before I let you go, Dylan, what do you think? What do you what do you want to see tomorrow? What do you think is going to be done tomorrow? Ah, uh, they're gonna they're they're gonna probably draft a ooh, offensive lineman. Too many of them, Garrett. Too many of them, okay. Garrett. Okay. Okay. And, and what do you and what do you think they're gonna do? Not draft an offensive lineman. They're gonna draft a. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're okay with a lineman, wide receiver, uh, because um, Brooks and uh, Lane Johnson get hurt. Lane Johnson got hurt the first, the first like quarter, first second quarter. And I'm telling first you what, Brooks has been put on the trading block, and it's for a reason. It's it's because I think they think he's not going to be fully healthy ever again. And Jason P, I don't even know what I don't even know what happened to him. He's not. So. He's not. He's not going to yeah. be here next year. Don't have to worry about that. But if you get a healthy Brooks and Johnson, this is a good. This is a pretty good offensive line. But I don't think Brooks is going to be healthy. And we'll see what we get with Lane Johnson. But uh, uh, listen, then I'm going to try to get to some more people here. I really appreciate you coming on here, man. And, and uh, if you want, we'll be on Duke by the River in literally less than an hour. All right, my man. Yeah, I'll try to be there. All right. Sounds good, man. See you later, Don. Go fairly. Yeah, buddy. All right, let's bring on now our honorary New York fan here. Let's bring on NYS Central. Welcome to Oi, brother. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm watching the Yankees game right now, and I'm getting too excited for this draft, bro. I'm getting too excited. There's so much prospects to look at for me. Uh, There's so much laughs I'm probably going to enjoy. So if some random team makes a random pick, probably going to be the Packers, but because you know that always happens. <laughs> you guys are you guys are in a good spot. I feel like at pick number eleven, I feel like you could do a, a lot of good things, and it could really help there, your team next year. There's a lot of picks that I want, and I wouldn't be mad with any of them except one, which I know a lot of people are high on. But Michael Parsons is the one guy I do not want. Wow. Mainly for the fact it's mainly for the fact because we have Blake Martinez, who isn't a coverage linebacker. We need a coverage linebacker. His strong suit's not coverage. It's more right. pass rush. So I, and pass rush and tackle tackling in the backfield. He's good stopping the run, but that's not what we need. We need a coverage linebacker. So if the Giants trade a backer like Jeremiah Uso Kamora, I'd be perfect with that. Notre Dame linebacker. I'd be perfect with that. Also, can I, um, can I, can I ask you? Because um, I know cornerback isn't one of your weakest points. But what are the chances you guys decide to select a cornerback at pick eleven? Uh, the way the organization is talking, it is a very good possibility, which I would not be mad at because it's that they like they. And the thing is, I knew I knew like I had this. to be worried. I knew you're, I had to be worried. You're not gonna like this either because they love J.C. Horn. They oh, love J.C. Horn, and I love J.C. Horn too. Very. I love J.C. Horn. <laughs> I know. Very physical cornerback uh, off the line of scrimmage. Really good at man coverage. He's iffy in zone, but we're trying to play more man this year because we got a Dory Jackson, who's also very good in man, too. So we're going to be trying to mix more man there. But I don't think it's going to happen. So because we have Xavier McKinney, <coughs> we have a, we just drafted a rookie cornerback in the third round who showed promise, Darnay Holmes. He plays in the slot. We have Logan Ryan, who can also play in the slot. So corner secondary really isn't our need. So that could be like a smoke screen that I'm hearing around, which I wouldn't be surprised if it is, but I, I would not, 
If they were to say J.C. Horn, I'm saying, though, don't be surprised. But I would be actually pretty surprised because I think number one is going to be O-line if Rashawn Slater's there. If he's not there, then the number one's going to be wide receiver. That's that's what I'm hearing. I just keep hearing Michael Parsons to the Giants. That's all I keep hearing, man. Dave Gettleman likes Michael Parsons, but Joe Judge loves Devontae Smith. So he, Yeah, so I would think you'd want to get – um, Danny Dimes a good weapon because mm-hmm. I mean because you don't have a number one you don't have a true number one right well you can I get I think Kenny Galladay is a number one but uh, we okay. just got him uh, but again uh, after Kenny Galladay it's Darius Slayton Sterling Shepard and if Kenny Galladay has a huge injury history Golden Tate's so, gone right yeah Golden Tate's completely gone he got cut so uh, you want to have wide receiver depth. Same thing why you they want cornerback depth because Adoree Jackson has a long injury history. He played like three games last year. So that's why they're coming around. But my if there's one guy I want, and I have an unpopular opinion with this one, I want Jalen Waddle really bad. I love Jalen Waddle as a prospect. I think he's the best wide receiver in the class. He is a very – very explosive, dynamic, good route runner, amazing yards after the catch wide receiver. He's just the only problem right. with him is his height. But he reminds me a lot like Tyree Kill. A lot like Tyree Kill. Because my, so, my wide receivers it, right now are one, Waddle, one, uh, two A, two B, Smith, Chase. Like they're like interchangeable. I, I'd go Smith for the Giants because he's more, he's a better route runner and creating separation. Chase isn't really great at that, but. If you like Chase Moore, I'm not going to get mad at you. And then I have Bateman at four. And then I have Elijah Moore at five. I love Bateman. I like, mm-hmm. I really I like, like Bateman, Bateman, too. He reminds, he reminds me of A.J. Brown a lot. Like For AJ it, man. Brown. He's got those strong hands, dude. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, it's crazy <clears throat> because it, this kind of happened last year, too. Um, there's, like, some strong receivers in this draft class, like, obviously, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, even Jalen Waddle. But mm-hmm. if you study the trends in the NFL the past couple seasons, the good receivers don't come in the first round. They come in like the second, yeah, for the, third for round. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Outside of outside of generational talents. Yeah. yeah. Outside uh, of Justin bring Jefferson. It's don't bring him up here. <laughs> but because last year, uh, 2019, it was, I'd probably say the best wide receiver in the class right now is uh, A.J. Brown. I like A.J. Brown a lot. I'd probably go right, second, right. DK3, Terry. But. Though those guys came in the second and the third round, uh, 2018. I can't even remember who was the wide receivers in those class, but whoever they were, they definitely. Were, uh, I don't if I don't think any of them was the first round talents. I think it was. I can't even remember who was the 2018 draft class wide receivers, but I, I I can't remember anyone's in the first round, so I can't say who was the best. Right. But uh, yeah. I, but again, I'm also thinking. I'm also kind of getting a little scared because uh. I know Dave Gettleman likes randomly pick, taking weird picks. Like uh, last year, everyone thought it was going to be Tristan Worth or Isaiah Simmons. We ended up getting Andrew Thomas. Uh, twenty nineteen, our first round, first first round pick. Everyone thought it was going to be like Dwayne Haskins or Josh Allen. We went Daniel Jones. So it like I'm I'm hoping like well, and I kind of ended up being the better pick from Dwayne Haskins, surprisingly. But uh, I know right. I'm I, I'm 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 kind of getting a little scared there, but. There's been no random rumors that it's like pointing that we're gonna go like something you wouldn't expect. So I'm hoping um, that they just pick the guy we need, pick the guy we need. Which what Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, or Slater if he falls. Slater if he falls, he's my number one prospect. Prospect I want. 
Man, this draft doesn't help us either because you got the Cowboys and the Giants ahead of us drafting. And mm -hmm. then you got the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Two teams that could probably screw us up. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't count them because I think the right pick for you guys is cornerback. I don't think you guys should go wide receiver. I think because it, it's not even just for the fact that uh, you don't need a wide receiver uh, right now for the first round pick. There's some very talented wide receivers in the second round, like Elijah Moore, Terrence Marshall, Dewami Brown. There's a, there's a few that you can get in the second round. I just don't think that it would be a smart pick for the Eagles to take in the first round. That's why I like Rashawn. I want Rashawn Slater over the two wide receivers because we can get one of those wide receivers in the second round. And who I would hope if the, we were to get one in the second round is Elijah Moore. I really like Elijah Moore. But there's a – I don't think you should be focusing, especially with the little bit of holes you guys have, like parts of your offensive line because they're getting older. Uh, your secondary isn't great. And I don't know how Ronnie McLeod's going to be when he comes back. Uh, I, and really anything outside of offensive line – I mean, not offensive line, defensive line and QB right now is what – and running back, obviously, uh, that I'd be going for the Eagles right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, all right, my man. You guys are doing a live stream yourself, you said? Yes, me and uh, Ting Sports are going to be doing a live stream on our podcast. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll, 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 we'll I'll message you. We'll, we'll, we, I think we should, uh, we should do a little something tomorrow. So I'll, I'll, I'll send yeah, you. I'll shoot you a message. I can, I can ask, I can ask uh, uh, Deacon too, Ting Sports too, if he wants to end up trying to plan something. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll be in touch, man. You guys, you guys got some good heads on your on your shoulders over there, so. Definitely like to pick your brains there. All right, but we'll, we'll definitely keep, keep uh, catch up tomorrow, right, my man? All right, I got you, man. I appreciate See you, man. man. I'll, I'll talk to you. Say it. All right, one more guest, guys. Without further ado, we saved the best for last here. Please welcome Ian Fitzmeyer to Oi in Philly Sports. Ian, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. I'll see you after the union. Or do I need to come down there with this bat? Oh my god. <laughs> yes, sir. It was, no, it was but, a good uh, ass whooping last yeah, night for, for giving to Atlanta. Yeah, well, that's what Atlanta does. Like, they choke in the second half. That's <laughs> Atlanta's history. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. But, it, uh, it, was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm trying. Um, I wasn't even paying attention to the other games. I'm like, wait, so I just came back. I'm like, what the hell? But the thing with Owen Powell is that he's the rejected first overall pick. I'm like, right, so the Flyers have to hit number one, or they could, which is either Seattle or Anaheim, the way it's going to look like him. Because they do also do a lot of you know, those picks out of it. And then they could possibly trade through and the first and move up there. I think that's the only way they could snag that guy. Because he's a sweet. Um, who was it? Eric Swedison or something like that. I, I cannot pronounce his name. He's a guy that is interesting, but could have potential. Because Flyers do well are they literally the only team in Philadelphia who can bring up their prospects. I know the NFL does not have a minor league system over yet, anyways. The uh, Sixers can't do it. The Phillies can't do it. And the Union have been or like the sec have been showing up that they can do it as well. So they're the only ones. That's right. That's right. I mean, Sixers kind of have. I mean, Shake Millen came from our G League, and um, Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed spent time down there in the G League as well. But, no, I understand what you're saying for sure, man. And to hit the draft, I don't think the Sixers are – I mean, the Eagles are drafting the cor corner. 
What do you feel? Graphics that I, personally, the way I see this top top O, it is four quarterbacks. Number four is going to be the Trey Lance controversy. Who's going to get him? Will Atlanta stay there? Will let's see, Pat Patriots, the football team, or the Steelers? The only reason I'm saying Steelers is because I think they're done with the Roethlisberger era. Remember, he was in the same draft class as Eli Manning and Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. That's crazy to think about. I remember that draft. And that, that was a wild so one. So I'm thinking <clears throat> so I'm thinking they're probably getting ready to move up there. I mean, like, I think a few more spots, but that's going to be like the number one sell. And the quarterback, I have no clue for next year. I'm honestly going to say, I don't know what to expect from them. I don't even think they do. So they're like, as bye 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 as much as they can. This quarterback stock market on this draft. If not, then we know Carolina's possibly looking down at eight, so it's who's ever gonna claim Mac Jones is there. I'm I'm wondering what Green Bay's doing because they ain't gonna get um Tyrese Marshall, who I think he's going to the Colts. I think he'd be a great fit for Carson. But I know they want a wide receiver, so they might do something insane insane and try to trade up. Grab a quarter, uh, wide receiver. So you can see like three big trades. Yeah, yeah man, I, I think I think it's gonna be a crazy first round tomorrow. Um, obviously New England needs a quarterback. Don't sleep on Washington either. I don't think they will, but I think they're gonna try. Might move up the number four as well. They like one of four teams. Okay. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a wild one. It's it's already been crazy. Obviously, we had the the. This, the Niners, the Dolphins, and the Eagles, you know, doing their little own little trade before this draft. Well, so, the other thing, remember, who might be also be trading their quarterback is the 49ers. They might, yeah, Jimmy that. G. And that's what's going to be the issue. Will he go back down to there or will he go also down to um, Pittsburgh? Because I think the other option was New England. I was hearing like him back to New England it was all big talk. And then I heard um, Pro Football Focus had something on the Giants. In my sense, it was still here. They had a, had a picture of them trading down to 13, which kind of shocked me because they took a quick picture of it with the um, Chargers. They had a sort of screen picture. They announced it and quickly deleted it on Twitter. But Pro Football Focus managed to have it. So I don't know if that trade is still going to go down. Or they even possibly look at it moving down. But I think there's like an O-line. Uh, the, the tackle from Northwestern, Rashid Slater. I think he's going there. Okay. All right, man. Yeah, tomorrow's definitely going to be a wild day. I mean, I'll, I'm 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 a little excited, but I'm also a little weary, and, and we'll we'll definitely see. Hopefully, the Eagles don't mess this up. Ian, I got a I got a jet. We're we're about to get ready for Duke by the river, but oh, I bye. always appreciate I'm you helping. Parsons. Yeah, I know you know who I want. I want Parsons, but I wouldn't be surprised if they take a kicker. The two cornerbacks, um, Tay. There's Tay. Uh, Tay Goodwin. He's like the six three big guy that he, he can tackle. He can intercept, and he can actually do some coverage. And there's the guy from Syracuse, like he botched his name. Iwifi Mabili, I have him in the comment section, even the private chat for you. He's this like big 6'3 guy, he, and he can do it all as well. So he gets second round. I actually have the Eagles picking him up in the second round. They're going to like, move to get him. If not in the second, they're not going to select quarterback in the second. It's Pat. Uh, everyone keeps sleeping on him. He's twenty back in a second. But I would not be surprised also of how he selects a punter in the first round. 
Yeah, very true. Very, very true, man. Oh, man. Who, who knows what those guys uh, But uh, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely catch up, Ian, tomorrow, and, and uh, hopefully All the right. Eagles do us right. Yeah, hopefully as well. <laughs> See you, Ian. Appreciate you. All right, man. All right, guys, that is another episode of Oi and Philly Sports. In about uh, 40 minutes, we are going to start Dubai the River. We're going to review the Atlanta match last night, and we're going to look ahead at Saturday's match for NY- against NYCFC. Of course, Dubai the River is brought to you by Philly Sports Network. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I'll be back tomorrow. Of course, we're going to look ahead at the NFL draft. It's going to be a heavy NFL draft episode tomorrow. So if you didn't get your draft uh, thoughts in today, come on back tomorrow and we will talk about it then. Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe as well to Ed Parcero Philly's YouTube channel if you haven't already. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I go by the name of Ed Parcero Philly and you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Talk to you soon.